0: practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box.
1: Welcome to this episode of the No Labels no Limits Podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers like you align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. Hi, I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting. I'm an executive coach, former executive director, and best selling author of The Changemaker Ripple Effect, a book about how one person's drive, purpose, and boldness can impact thousands. And I'm here to tell you that the life you want is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy. And I am joined once again by my fabulous co host today, Beck Japovich. Hey, Beck, how are you doing? Hey, I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Folks don't know that before we actually pushed record on this, the three of us, our guests, who we're gonna introduce you to in a second here, um, We were all dealing with various forms of tech issues. So um, we're in three different time zones. We were laughing about it. So obviously, we've got grace around us. So I just want Mm -hmm. to um, let folks know this will be a fun interview. And on that note, let's just go ahead and meet our guest, Georgia Woodbine. Georgia is a noted author and lifestyle transformation coach. She's recognized as one of the world's top female speakers and experts on personal and professional development. And she's helped to motivate and inspire an entire generation. In fact, you know, you may have heard her speak at Time Warner Cable, Columbia University, Stony Brook University, or in one of the many other network organizations where she rebu- receives rave reviews. And I was really moved um, by this particular review when I read it. I won't read the whole thing because it's long, but it just talks about, or it says Miss Woodbine is a spiritually centered, extremely engaging high impact educator and communicator. And she is able to intelligently pack a wealth of information into a short amount of time. So we're going to put her to her paces today because we have a short amount of time and we want to be moved. Um, but in addition to speaking, she's also been featured on a variety of media, including the Daily News, Huffington Post, Rolling Out Magazine, and on Sirius Radio XM. And that if that's not enough, she's also authored several books over her career, and today she says she is on a fiery path to help individuals change their mind, aspect leading to change life, live a healthy and balanced life, and stay motivated and passionate about their work. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what she means when she says she's on a fiery path, how and why Georgia created and developed her life-changing system, how her message of hope, inspiration, and the power of intention captures her audiences. We'll see if we have time. I want to dig into a little bit more information about her Total B.S. Body and Soul book, um, and She's got a little uh, story to tell us about the Apollo Theater. So now, let's welcome our guest, Georgia Woodbine. Hi, Georgia. Hi, Hi, Georgia.
2: How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's so great to have you on the show. Um, But before Beck and I dive into asking you a bunch of questions, we all want to know if there is one non-negotiable ritual or habit that you do daily that keeps you heading towards your big vision.
2: Absolutely, and that would be meditation. Um, meditation is so powerful. I started meditating about fifteen years ago um, when I was going through some really challenging experience. I was dealing with health issues, I was dealing with financial issues, um, career issues, and you know I think that especially now the timing where people are dealing with so many trans- transitions in their life, it's really good to kind of find that balance. And that's where I found it in prayer and meditation. And meditation, what it did for me, it, it created clarity, it created focus. It gave me balance. It gave me new ideas. It made me innovative. Um, it did so many wonderful things. And I saw the transformation once I made that commitment to, to meditate daily. And so I meditate twice a day. I meditate uh, right before I go to bed and right before, like in the morning when I wake up.
3: That is an awesome, awesome non-negotiable and something that, you know, reminds me to get back on that bandwagon because it's all of those things that you said.
1: So George, I'm curious because, you know, when I talk to folks about meditating and, and for myself too, it's really easy to think, well, I just don't have the time right or or I'm not doing it right those the things people say about it what did you just like hop right in and do it twice a day when you started how did you get into that rhythm well
2: initially you know I think that's the question that a lot of people have is there a wrong or right way to meditate and the question the answer to that is no <laughs> i mean it's really about just allowing your mind to flow freely without worrying about what you have to do tomorrow next week next month and just kind of like trying to get to a place of relaxation and breathing, because the breathing is what helps you to relax. And so that's a big part of meditation. So for me, I think I started off, I was intimidated about meditation, which I think a lot of people are, because when you don't really know how this can change your life and impact your life, and you see people talk about it, you're like, yeah, 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 right. That's not going to help me. You know, but I started off doing it five minutes a day and then 10 minutes and then 15 minutes. So I kind of gradually went to the point where I could actually do it for hours now in total silence. You know, I don't need any aids, but initially when I first started, I needed some type of aid. So one of the things I recommend for people is maybe to use some soundscapes, maybe some nature sounds, maybe if you like classical music or jazz music or whatever it is that's going to get you to that place to relax, just to kind of help you navigate through that process to learn how to meditate. So for me in the beginning, I used to listen to like nature sounds. I used to listen to water, you know, just the birds, anything that kind of took me out of the place that I was in visually. Yeah, Just get a visual, a different visual outlook. And that's what people have to, you know, try to practice, you know, get into a place where it's like, you're not really where you are, but just envisioning yourself being on a beach or somewhere where you're relaxed if you're on vacation or just being in a different place. And then that can kind of help to aid you to getting to that place where you can start to relax and start to free up your thoughts.
3: Yeah. And there's so many different like guided meditation apps that are free and easy to use. And, mm-hmm. and, and they're really helpful if you do have, if you do find that you can't, you know, drop into it from a sound you know to follow the guided meditation something like headspace is a really good one Mm -hmm. sarah what do you use
1: you know Um. it varies i will sometimes use um um like a tape or a um not a tape but an audio right Mm -hmm. especially if my when i wake up and like you ever wake up and everything you want to do that day is like the first thing you're thinking about. I'm going, oh, this is not, <laughs> this is not a smooth way to go because I just no. don't want to be in my body. I just want to get going. So then right. I'll, I'll use some like a tool or prop kind of thing as um, Georgia was talking about. Sometimes I'll just go outside and sit and listen mm-hmm. to yeah. and, and breathe. Um, breathe. But I have to say I like Georgia's commitment to do it twice a day. I'm not- I know pretty good. So Georgia, let's go back. How the heck did you get started on everything? And um, Beck has a special question for you also.
3: That's right. And you know, how did you get started? And while we were, while we were preparing for this interview, I did see that you have some experience working at the Apollo Theater. And because you know, (laughs) I'm a singer as well. (laughs) It was very Oprah then, wasn't it? Uh, You know, I'm so curious about, you know, what's the one lesson big lesson that you learned from working from your time there
2: um well I think so let me go back a little bit so when I was in high school I was always intrigued about the entertainment business and I just knew like I was going to Hollywood that's what I told my mom <laughs> and um <laughs> so I, I was determined to, to get a job in the entertainment industry so it first started out with me um volunteering at the Apollo, because I was still in high school, and I ended up working with this publicist that kind of helped me with like, you know, promoting things, and I actually got in as a volunteer, and so I started doing that, and then after that, I got into um, working for a radio station um, as an intern, so I think the thing like, you know, my internship was, while I was in college, it was a free internship, and then Um, I turned it into a paid internship because, you know, I had figured out a way to get paid while I was working there. But I would say one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, is that don't give up because, you know, so many times people told me, no, 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 no. No, we don't have anything. No, you know, you have to do this. No, you have to have this experience. No, you have to. And so I think for me, being able to do those things and even at a young age, I had. I've always been determined. I. I I think I was just born that way, but like Mm. in life, sometimes you get discouraged when people tell you no, and and you're gonna have to learn how to have that thick skin. And it really doesn't matter whether it's entertainment, whether it's your business, whatever it is, you're gonna have to learn to have a thick skin. And oh my, throat is dry. Yeah, learn to have a thick skin and 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 be willing to keep going even if people are telling you this is not going to work for you or you can't have this or you can't do this or you can't be that, you know? So that, that was one of the things that really pushed me to even get the job at the radio station and even to work at, you know, a place like the Apollo theater, which was, was definitely for me, you know, at a young age, being able to have that opportunity. That's when I realized, wow, I can create things. I can make things happen, you know. And so yeah. I guess that's where it all started.
3: Oh, I love that. And I, I like, I have a very similar story because my background's in entertainment. So I've always had that like determined mindset to to achieve that thing that I wanted to do. And worked in radio from an internship, and then figured out how to get paid. So you know, I really relate to that. And 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 you were talking earlier about like getting into the Grammys without <laughs> a ticket. Talk to us about. How your determination helped you get into that experience as well?
2: Well, okay. So first I remember seeing myself at the Grammys. That's how it all started. I had a vision and I kept, and this is while I was working in the music business because I ended up working at this record company. Um, I worked for Mercury Records. I worked for Def Jam Records. Um, And I just kept seeing myself at the Grammys. I saw my dress. I saw what I had on. I saw me talking to people. I even envisioned the people I'd be talking to at the Grammys. So this all started with a vision, okay? So at that point, I remember working with a DJ at Hot 97 Radio in New York. Um, His name was um, Mr. C. He's actually the person that discovered that huge rap artist, uh, Notorious Biggie Smalls, you know? So he discovered him. And so I remember I was working with him, and I, I just saw myself there. And I don't know. And then somehow I connected with a A and R rep. I don't know if they call it that still. That's like the people that discover new artists at the record company. Artist development kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, so then I. I connected with someone and he told me he was going to have a ticket for me. He was actually a record label exec because I was working in the entertainment. So I had some connections. Um, and so he told me he going to have a ticket for me. So he says, just go, you know, and I'll have a ticket there for you, whatever. So, you know, I I went up with this really beautiful gold dress sequence, had my hair pinned up, my makeup done, and I was walking down <laughs> to Radio oh, City. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I remember... I remember just feeling like I belonged to be there. And this is like probably in my early 20s. I might have been like 21. And I just knew I belonged to be there. Like I was like, you know, I'm supposed to be here. So I went up to try to get my ticket at the desk. And they said, oh, we don't have a ticket for you. And I, I'm calling the guy, the record exec, and he's like not picking up the phone. So I said, okay, I have a choice. Either I could just walk away. Or I could try to smooch myself and say the right things and talk to people and let people know that I belong to be here and I'm going to make it happen. And so you could imagine the choice that I made. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, I I think I would make, absolutely. (laughs) So I, so when I went in, you know, the, um, what do you call the, the security, I said, they said, well, where's your ticket? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm waiting for this person inside. They're coming out. You know, I could go meet them. But you know, I was able to talk my way in. So I talked my way in. I got into the Grammys. I ended up getting a seat at the Grammys. I ended up going to a couple of celebrity parties after that. And it's all about going right back to your mindset and you, you creating what you want based on how you think and i think even back then being so young i didn't really understand the power of thought i didn't understand the power of visualization i didn't understand the power of manifestation not at that age but now i do and even looking back then i'm like i was practicing all the things i talk about now so yep. you know affirmations of visualizations you know positive um, positive talk, you know, positive mindset and all of these things. And I, I think that, you know, now when I talk about it, and even just going back to talk about that story, I'm like, wow, I was even practicing this back then. And I didn't yeah. even know what all that meant. I had no idea what that meant. And this is I, what I'm talking about now.
1: I bet when yeah, you I, actually did know, you just didn't know what you knew.
2: Right. Let's see it, Sarah.
1: Yeah, because you were living it. <laughs> living it knew out loud. I you'd have loud. something
3: wise to say.
1: Well, no, I just love the vision as she's talking and describing it. I just see this young woman walking, strutting her way down in her gold <laughs> dress, looking fine and thinking, who would deny her entrance? You know, she's yeah. Awesome. So thanks for taking us on that Grammy journey with you. It was really kind of cool. Well, yeah, that was they fun. Well, brought
2: back some memories for me. it was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I about that story so many years. So thanks for bringing it up.
1: (laughs) Well, it's interesting. You talk about like, I envision you like walking into the Grammys being on a path that got you there. But you know, one of the things that you say is that you are on a fiery path now. Um, What the heck do you mean by fiery path?
2: I think that what I'm saying is that once you understand your why you won't feel confused in your life you won't feel chaos you won't feel um, discouraged depressed, stressed because it all goes back to why am I here I think when you get to a, a place in your life and you start to ask yourself that question that's when transformation begins that's when the real transformation begins that's when the fire comes alive that's when your passion is ignited and that's what it started for me asking myself well why am i here why you know what should i be doing with my life what should i be doing with my time how should i be prioritizing my time and really looking at how i was able to connect the dots you know your gifts your talents your natural abilities your skill set your education things that you've learned on your job how you can take all of these things and make it make sense and connect the dots
1: So let me ask you, Georgia, are those like when you list out all of those bits and pieces, right? I sometimes uh think of them as breadcrumbs leading us to who we are and where we're going, or maybe even just leading us back to our true self. But when you started asking that question of why am I here, who were you asking that of? Was that just an internal process you did? Were you like working with a coach? Were you asking, you know, Your higher self or the divine, what, whatever. um, Where were you turning for those answers to why am I here?
2: For me, I was turning to God. That for me, that's what it was. And I believe because I was going through so much hardship in my life, and I think that when, especially with what's going on right now, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, what's going on. What's going on is a consciousness level shift. And when you get to a place in life where you lose control, because that's really what it's about. It's about realizing that you really don't have control. And when your back is against the wall and you think you have control, but you really don't have control and you can't make moves and you can't do the things you used to do, then you're forced. You're forced to think differently. You are forced to change the way you think. There's no way around it. And for me, it was going through that pain in my life of wanting change so bad, you know, dealing with being a single mom, dealing with um, losing my job, dealing with losing my home, um, just going through health issues. All of those things is what pushed me to really find out who is true self? Who is Georgia Woodbine? Who am I really? No, not the person that I've gotten this title on the job. No, not this person that's labeled me my mom. She gave me this name when I was a child. No, not, you know, not this person. I am a label, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a friend, a confident. No, 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 not None, none of those things. But who am I? Who am I really? What's underneath all of those labels? I love the title of your show because it's really about how we allow people to label us and not take the moment out to find out, well, who am I? What's going to make me happy? What's going to make me feel good? What's going to make me shine? What's going to make me want to share my gifts and talents with other people to make a difference in the world? And that's really how it came about for me. I
3: love that. I can so relate to to many aspects of that story about you know, you know the existential crises of of growing up and then like really unpacking all the all the masks and all the layers to get to the heart of who you are and how you want your legacy to be left. You know, after that you after you're gone, like how do you want to make your impact in the world? I think that like once you get clear on that, like you said, then then your life is is so much more. joyful and you just you just get to forge your fiery path like you said
1: what do you think sarah well i do think that um as you were talking both of you That whole piece about stripping away the labels, and thank you for liking the name, because that's actually exactly what it means, Georgia. It was not just the labels people put on us and the limits they put on us, but then those that we internalize and put on ourselves and believe them, right? Like, Mm. oh, I have to be this nice person or this person or that person, or I'm an executive, whatever. They start to hem us in. When Mm -hmm. inside we have that deeper calling about why am I here? And then if they... We get too bounded by that. We won't step outside of that because we feel the cost, whatever it is, is too high. Like we don't want to lose friendships or status or whatever. So and so I think, Georgia, when you said, you know, when your back is against the wall, there's nowhere to go but to do that work. It's almost sometimes one of the most freeing places to be because it's like you got nothing to lose. So why don't you just be who you are?
2: Absolutely. You know, one of the things I've been talking about what's been going on with Corona is like, you could choose to make this limit this, this situation paralyze you or you could choose to make it liberate you because there's so many good things coming out of this. I know people can't see it right now. There's going to be a lot of great stories that's going to be told about how people was able to really find themselves and self-reflect and 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 really go to dig dig deeper to a deeper part of themselves to realize that what you thought was important, what you thought was going to make you happy, what you thought was going to make you fulfilled is not necessarily so. There's a lot more. And so you know, so many great things are coming from this. I'm not saying that there's a lot of heartbreaking things not coming from this, but I think that especially it's so crucial at this time, especially at this time, for people to be mindful of their thoughts, of what they're allowing themselves to think. You know, you can't control what's happening outside, you can't control what's happening around you, but the one thing that you have control of is the way you think, you have control of your
0: mindset tired of feeling stuck and ending with the same result? Want to know how Sarah can help you with one-on-one or organizational coaching? Then book your free discovery call at sarahbox.com forward slash contact. Now back to the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's been so many
3: conversations I've had with friends and colleagues that have, that have echoed that and they've really, really enjoyed this time where they've got to reflect, connect back with their kids and their family and community and and so many of my friends are going oh, I just really love this like time it's just been really really nice and you know to go back to the hustle and bustle of what it was before um is not making sense you so know I
1: ask you ladies do you expect that people you know in this moment when we remember those things right and then we're going <laughs> oh it's I don't want to go back to that or in the same way right but then it can be so seductive because then as soon as things happen and people go, oh, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And you're going, oh, sure. It doesn't take long until you're back in those patterns. So Georgia, when you're working with folks and you're helping them get clear about their why and their path forward and their mindset, how do you help folks stay grounded in their own why and what they choose to put into their life?
2: Well, as you were saying before, you know, I don't think things are going to go back to the way they were. I really don't. I think that there's definitely going to be a lot of change in people, their perception. I think it's going to be a change in how people approach things. Um, Because we are creatures of habit, right? We tend to do things in a habitual way, right? But I think that Once people understand that you can't change what you don't confront, okay? So in order to change anything in your life, like you were saying before, you have to face it head on. You have to confront it. You have to say, this is what I need to change. This is how I'm going to change it. It doesn't have to be an immediate thing. You can take action steps. You can put a plan in place. You know, even like um rebecca was saying about her friends and saying you know i like this i don't know if i want to go back to the norm you know the norm wasn't serving me the norm didn't make me feel good the norm didn't make me happy the norm didn't make me feel like i was connecting with friends and family so now you have confronted an issue that you never knew was there you confronted it now so now you confronted it you can say okay well what can i do differently What can I do differently in my life? How can I take those steps? And part of it is setting goals, setting goals for yourself. And not just setting goals. One of the things I talk about, especially with my clients, is to create a mission statement for your life. You know, people hear people create mission statements for companies, for nonprofits, for organizations, corporations. But we should have a mission statement for our life. Why? Because when you have a mission statement for your life, It helps you to make sense of everything that you do, everything that you participate in, everything that you're in a part of, everything that you make a decision with. It starts to make sense. It's like, okay, this is my mission, so why am I spending time doing this? Or why am I doing that? Or why am I, you know, now you have something to keep you focused. You have something that you're aspiring to do. And now, what people must understand that your mission is not just about you. Your mission, is about serving others. Because now it's bigger than you. It's a bigger cause. And anytime you enter something that's within your purpose with a mission that's bigger than you, you don't have to chase it. You don't have to force it. You don't have to try to find it. You don't have to go through a million doors trying to figure out, well, which one is my door? Because you are aligned. And when you're aligned mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, now, you know your why. Now, Amen. You know why. This is, so, yeah, so it true. It together. It connects. The dots connect.
1: The dots do connect. And um, I was just marveling at that I do have a personal mission statement as well as one for the work I do in the world. They're pretty linked, actually, in terms of being congruent. Um, but mm. you're so right that when you're working in it and you're aligned, you just it works. It just kind of works, and um, I just like to say that's how come you showed up, Miss Georgia and Miss. <laughs> well. um, oh yeah, to be. So, but uh, you know what? That made me want to talk about if if you're open to kind of moving on to talking a little bit more about your book, Total BS, which is body and soul. You know, I think you have such a holistic approach to what you're doing, you know, across the board, but you also talk, or the book is referred to as having a refreshing approach to the basic principles. Um, So what makes the approach, you know, kind of different and refreshing from what the typical stuff that we hear is? It's because it's Georgia. (laughs) I know. Is it an uh, George? I want to know. Did you do an audio recording of it? Because if you did not, you need to.
2: <laughs> well, yes. you know, total BS and total BS. That's the name of the book. Total BS and BS stands for body and soul. And so when I I, when I came about that book, it was more about okay, get exercising, getting fit, but just getting fit for life—not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So. Total BS is really about finding one's true self and peeling away, like we were talking about before, peeling away life's preconceived notions of who we think we are and removing those layers of self-doubt that prevent us from living a happier and healthier lifestyle. Now, living a healthier lifestyle is not just about losing weight. It's about how you feel on the inside. It's not just about the outside. And so that's when I decided to write that book and really to, to talk about all of those things about it, not just you know wanting to change the way you look on the outside but wanting to work on what's on the inside. And when you think about getting fit for life, it's not just about one thing. You know, my conception of fitness goes way beyond losing weight or maintaining a healthy weight. It's about interconnection of mind, body and soul and how when you allow it to become an alignment then you can explore new pathways of inner peace and experience living a more fulfilling lifestyle. So that's what that book is about, you know. It's about finding that path, that going on that journey to
1: a happier and healthier you. So is it a workbook or journey book? How, like, say I'm reading it. How do I experience the book?
2: Well, I started out with dealing with asking yourself these hard questions that we sometimes avoid. You know, what, Do I have in my life right now that's not serving me? You know, I have different lists in there. I go through different steps. And really confronting those hard questions that sometimes we we don't want to deal with. Like a lot of times you'll hear people say, you know what? I I don't like this job. It's just stressing me out. It's making me so frustrated. Or, you know what? This relationship, I just don't know where it's going. But yet all of these things that's not working for them somehow, They're still complaining about it. They're still not happy about it. But yet they still keep, you know, being in this situation. So I kind of break it down and say, okay, what are the things in your life that you want to change? Or even what is that one big thing that you want to change? Because if you could start with that one big thing, then you can work on everything else. Because as I said before, everything Transformation is about mindset doesn't matter if you want to lose weight doesn't matter if you want to meet the perfect mate Doesn't matter if you want to start a new job. It doesn't matter if you want to start a new business It's about what you believe about yourself and what you believe you can change and create and so That's what I tackle in a book and I go through different stages and not just that part aspect of it, but also about um, You know setting goals for yourself and how to set goals and how not to get discouraged by those goals and how to, you know, take that time out to work on yourself because you, you can't, you can't change something if you're not willing to do the work. And so, especially with my, my clients doing life coaching, that's, I, you know, I, I combat all of those things, all of those feelings, all of those emotions. What is it that that's making you feel depressed what is it that's making you feel unhappy and then also thinking about well what are the things that make me feel good what are the things that make me feel happy what are the things i enjoy and really lasering on most those feel-good experiences and figuring out well how can we you know reconstruct what's going on in your life so that you can feel more of these emotions opposed to these emotions and lay it out that
1: way so when people have a list of things that aren't working in their life for them do you focus on adding in the things that they want to go after and, or, and replacing those? Or do you actually work at deconstructing the things that aren't working well? Well,
2: I guess the, I, w- I would describe it as I would work on the things that that's not working for them and then figure out what's blocking them and try to remove that block. Try to figure out what is it that's stopping you from overcoming this situation? What is it that's holding you back from making this decision? And really tackling it from from, from that standpoint, because I think when they can confront what's blocking them, then they can get more of a clear path of what they need to work on first. So I always start there. Well, okay, what's blocking you? you? What is it that's stopping you from moving to the next step with the situation or what is it what is it that you fear why you can't go in this direction or you can't make this decision and once we start to dissect those things and they can confront those things then we move to each step depending on what it is
3: yeah i think that's really great advice and like a lot of the times i know in in person, my personal experience is because you know i've got misinformation or i'm working off an old belief, or I just don't have enough of the, the gaps filled to make a, an informed decision or to make that, you know, emotional step forward. And so that's really, it's really powerful to figure out that stuff. Absolutely.
1: So as we come to, to the end of this, and we're wrapping it up, um, I have two requests of you. Because I can imagine someone listening to this and going, okay, I want to get going. I haven't bought the book yet. I haven't even been able to check Georgia out yet. Um, So if if I'm a listener and I'm thinking, yep, I've got to get going on this right now, can you give me one or two practical steps I can do in the next 20 minutes that is going to start at least getting me anchored and on the way down this path? Sure. So
2: the three things I would say is one, Create a mission statement for your life. Um, my mission statement is what drives me every day, and I'll give an example of what Georgia Woodbine's mission statement is. So, I, Georgia Woodbine, am here to empower, inspire, and motivate one million plus people to transform their mindset, to change their lives, transform their lives. So that's my mission statement. So it does it can be short, brief, to the point, but whatever it is to you, it has to be your mission statement. Two, prioritize your life based on what's important to you and make time for the things that's more important to you. Don't allow people to monopolize your time. Don't allow people to pull you in different directions. Focus on what's important to you. Um, Three, set goals with an end result in mind and track your progress. And If you don't meet your goal at the time frame that you put in place, it's okay. Just reorganize it. And don't get distracted or frustrated or discouraged because you haven't met that goal. So, those are just three things that I could say that people could put in place. But I do wanna share something really quick, like a quick exercise that people could do. Now, I wanna share this exercise with your audience. And what they should do is place an empty glass on their nightstand. And in that glass, place a blank three by five index card and a pencil to remind themselves to get started each day with an empty glass. When the glass is the mind, right, is full, preconceived knowledge and prejudices, you don't have room in your life to consider new ideas, new concepts, and issues that come by. So the mind, the empty glass, is for new ideas. And so what's going to happen is you're going to be able to welcome change with this empty glass, which is a symbol. So approach each day seeking to find 10% of what you know to be fact that needs to be updated. Now, the glass represents the mind. The three by five index card represents your ideas. And the pencil represents your vision, which can be rewritten, reinvented, and redirected at any time.
3: Oh, I love that. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good symbol. I'm getting my glass today.
1: No, I've been when you're I talking, it. George. I envisioned, okay, which glass would I like? <laughs> <laughs> How I, make that I totally got wrapped up in the weeds of it. I'm going, oh, I see the glass. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I already have the index card and the pen already up there. So that's. Oh, great. yeah. It's so, going to be a beautiful glass for our beautiful minds, ladies. I think so. Absolutely. absolutely. So Georgia, I know you have a gift for everybody listening. If you would share that and how folks can get your five secrets, um, then I think we'll just kind of close out after that with a couple of messages.
2: Okay. So the free gift that I want to share with your audience is called the five secrets to turn your passion into profits. Now, I want to make people understand it's not just about money. It's not just about making money. It's about your motivation for your success. And so in this guide, I break down the most important things, the five secrets that you need to get on that path to turn your passion into profits. Also, while you're doing that, you're serving others. Always remember that. So go to www.georgiawoodbine.com. When you go to the website, it's going to ask you for your name and your email. And once you put that in, I will be sending you your free guide.
1: That's so generous. So generous. So, okay, folks, here's my ask of you. Um, You know, think about all the great information Georgia just shared with us. Think about someone you know who you wished had heard this at the same time. You know, someone in your life, you're thinking, oh my God, they were just waiting for this message. We are asking you to go out and either share this immediately right now while you're on the podcast. Just go ahead and hit the share button. Send it to someone you know would benefit. And once you've done that, we would really appreciate you going and leaving a review telling us how much you love Georgia, what she offered to you, feedback on the show. But our goal is to get this out to as many people who would benefit it from as possible. Um, Because because similar to Georgia's, my mission statement also has a huge number in it also. So we want to reach as many people as possible so that people can lead and no labels, no limits, skies the limit and beyond life. So with that, ladies, thank you so much for a great afternoon. Thank, thank you, Lee. So much
0: for having me